is a good software developer? What do excellent developers do? There are probably as many answers to these questions as developers in the world. So let's ask veterans and newcomers what their story look like. Let's learn directly from them. Welcome to Developer's Journey. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Developer's Journey, the podcast shining a light on developers' life from all over the world. My name is Tim Bourguignon and today I receive Steven Schwenke. Steven, hi, thanks for joining me. Hi Tim, thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Uh, you and I met a very long time ago. Uh, we were trying to, uh, to, uh, to find out when exactly, um, before starting recording. I think it's 2014, something like this. I will have to look it up online. Um, as a fun fact, I think you're partially responsible for me going into mentoring. Did you know that? I didn't know. Actually, I didn't know that and it would be a great honor. <laughs> I, I think it is. Um, when, when we met, it, uh, it, it was at the HAPS campus in, uh, in, in Nuremberg, this, this conference that, uh, that the company I work for organizes. And you showed up on stage, uh, with Jens Schauder, um, speaking about mentoring. Mm -hmm. Jens, um, was your mentor or is your mentor maybe? Well, we'll, we'll I think we'll touch about this, um, uh, in a minute. And you were both on stage speaking about mentoring. And that's the first time I was confronted with this idea of, um, of a mentor and having, having a mentor, having a mentee. And, um, well, a few years down the line, uh, here I am speaking at conferences about mentoring. I think you're really, uh, you're really, um, responsible for that. So, uh, I will say thank you. <laughs> great, great. And, um, as you mentioned, uh, before or between those two points in time, actually, we met at the same place in Nuremberg at the Hefs campus. Don't know if you remember. It was after a long um, day of conference and we met on the streets outside of the conference because um, Jens wanted to go to the conference or back to the hotel. I don't remember. And we met you and we talked and um, then I met you for the first time. Oh, you did. <laughs> so, yeah, Nuremberg is kind of uh, our natural focus point it is it is and i think this this discussion we had uh on the street was what led us to uh to organizing a speed dating uh a mentoring speed dating at the javelin conference last year yes which also was very very great <laughs> which was great but maybe we'll touch, touch about that uh, in a minute uh first uh, we need to hear more about your story where you come from and and what led you to being on stage in 2014, if it's in 2014, we'll check that later, um, with Jens speaking about mentoring. What's, what's that journey like? Yeah, my journey started very, very early, um, maybe as uh, for a lot of people in IT. It started uh, back when I was uh, young and the first video games uh, came about and I played very much and um, organized with some friends um, small events for gaming and um, soon it became clear that I simply had to study computer science. And um, in my hometown, there wasn't a university, but a few kilometers to the north, there was a great university and um, you can study computer science there. So I went there and studied computer science. Um, that was in Magdeburg in uh, Sachsen-Anhalt in Germany. And the main reason I went there was to learn programming. Was back in the gaming days, we soon began to 
um, build own levels and begin scripting scripting the games. And then it was a natural uh, next step to begin programming and maybe developing own games. So I wanted to learn how to program. And then I went to the university and um, yeah, to be perfectly honest, I didn't think much about it. I just uh, started there without much research. And in my first lecture, there was it was an uh, introducing lecture for all the students. And uh, the deacon at that time um, told us uh, what the study will be all about. And I'm not lying here. On the second slide, um, he made the statement that studying computer science is not programming, that it is absolutely different. And I sat there and thought to myself, well, um, I have exactly two options here. Um, option number one is I get up right now and I leave and I search a place where I can um, find someone who show me how to program or I stay and yeah, just what I can learn here. So luckily I decided for option number two and I stayed there, and in fact, I did not learn how to program, at least not how to program uh, yeah, kind of good. But I learned a lot of other things, and um, the main thing I took away from the university was how to organize things, and mainly how to organize myself, which is a very, very important uh, thing. And also, I learned to know a lot of great people who really... Um, laid some stepping stones in front of me, which I used to develop myself and to, to develop my career later on. And actually, in the first semester, I met my very first uh, real mentor um, because there was an organization who organized uh, mentoring for young students. And he, uh, my mentor um, was a mentor for a group of students. I think we were 15 or 20. And he saw that I was very, very um, interested in doing stuff and uh, very proactive. And he um, he asked me if I wanted to start organizing this mentoring concept. And I said yes and was very happy to do so. And uh, that was one big stepping stone into a lot of organizations where I worked uh, in my study and this was really um, one huge stepping stone. And that was my introduction to mentoring on an institutional level. And I be uh, became a mentor for other young students. Yeah, and uh, then um, all things come to an end. So I finished my study and I began working in a huge company um, in the north, uh, north of uh, Braunschweig, uh, Brunswick in Germany. And I thought if I should um, begin my career at that uh, huge company, and I decided against that and went to another very, very small company. And I learned to know Jens there. And I saw Jens um, these days as someone who was very proactive in the, uh, in the community. He was writing articles and he had a blog and uh, he knew stuff. And um, I thought, well, maybe he can help me the way my first mentor back in the university helped me. So I um, kind of stalked Jens. I followed him on Twitter. Well, that's yeah, uh, not, not very much stalking. But um, I uh, began Twittering um, something he was interested in. And soon he um, was 
reading my tweets and asked me, hey, um, what is that mentoring thing um, you are uh, talking about? Well, actually, he knew mentoring, of course, but um, I think we we, made, we met uh, somewhere in the middle and uh, we had a coffee and he asked me what I wanted to do there where we are working and then some kind of mentoring developed. And, uh, first, we were the only one in this mentoring thing and then the group uh, developed and now this group actually uh, is exists and we are having regular meetings in this group and mm -hmm. That is um, why we, or how we became uh, a mentoring group. Mm -hmm. If I can, if I can just um, interrupt you there, this is a concept I haven't seen uh, anywhere else um, built this way. So, if I if I understand it and understood it correctly, um, this is a group that was uh, constructed um, organically with adding people one after the other, um, where there is not necessarily one mentor, where, where you're all mentoring each other, is it right? Um, both of those options, um, kind of apply. <laughs> okay. Um, at first, um, it was clear that Jens is my mentor. And I think this relationship never really changed fundamentally. So, um, I talked with Jens actually, uh, when, when was it yesterday or the day before and asked him stuff and he, um, really helped me out in something there. And, uh, because of the fact that has way more experience uh, than me. This is kind of natural that I um, I'm asking him stuff and he is telling me stuff. And for the rest of the group, it um, yeah, it's it's the case that we somehow um, help each other. So there is not that hierarchy that one is uh, the 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 one go-to guy and he knows all the answers and um, tells everything. Uh, to the others that is sometimes the case but yeah, as you said it's um, somehow organically mm -hmm. and um, what what do you do with this uh, with each other what do you do in those in the meetings you have do you have some meetings you meet for um, the bars what, what do you do together yeah uh, um, this mentoring group exists for a couple of years and i think we experimented a lot in this group so we began meeting and the at Jens's uh, favorite coffee store in Braunschweig. And then we moved on to what was the second location. Um, we, When we had a third member in the group, we met at uh, his house, actually, uh, in the in the basement. And there we had some programming sessions. We um, experienced pair programming. Um, we made code cutters. We uh, discussed architectural questions, and then we went back to um, some restaurants uh, later on in the group because the group um, had some more members. And uh, the time the group was had the most members, I think we were six or seven members actually, and that kind of is an interesting, yeah, that's an interesting experience and an interesting development because the the dynamics of the group changed very much. So, for example, um, we had more than one talk during those meetings and where we had uh, at first just one topic and one person was speaking, the others were listening, and then um, it was one topic that was discussed at any point in time. 
And um, when the group grew larger, uh, that wasn't the case anymore. So we had to adjust and had to think about what we really want to achieve there. Mm -hmm. Interesting topic. <laughs> uh, how, how did it turn out to be? Is it still going this way? Well, it is, it's, um, it's, it's uh, um, kind of um, dynamic uh, at the moment. So we did not find, in my uh, opinion, the, the perfect solution, which always applies because um, of the different development of the members. At any at every meeting, someone wants to talk about special things or uh, about a current problem or uh, about options he or she has to uh, and then we focus on this person. And in other meetings, we only have some technological uh, discussions or we show each other books and talk about books. And this is something we have to decide from meeting to meeting, which makes this very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's cool. So there's there's not just one concept, but we are, um, yeah, we are uh, picking every meeting. Mm -hmm. oh, that's re that's really interesting. Um, maybe if we can if we can step back a couple uh, a couple steps, um, you mm -hmm. seem to be always um, um, gravitating toward having a mentor or at least people around you. Um, do you, do you know why? Oh, yes, very much so. Um, I'm searching. <laughs> I'm always searching for people who, um, well, it goes both ways. Um, I'm always searching for people that I can, um, help myself, that I can do something, um, that they're developing, uh, in a in a faster way or in a better way and also i'm searching for people who can do nice things for me and sometimes it's uh, one, just one uh, actually the same person and uh, other times it's not and i'm searching very proactively for people who can help me and who i can help myself mm -hmm. Have you and um, just just to give you an example, um, let me think of an example without going too much into detail there. I met um, a colleague and that colleague was um, because in my firm, I'm working for MSG David in uh, Brunswick. And in Brunswick, we have uh, around two, three hundred uh, employees. And that is a number where you cannot remember every phase and every name and that's another point i have very much problems with but um, this one guy he always showed up in events and um, he was just a nice guy and he was always greeting when we saw each other uh, in the halls and was simply a nice guy and um, i because i uh, had really because I really received good uh, vibrations from him, I uh, began researching who he was and asked other people, hey, who's this guy? Uh, always around and always nice to other people, always helping out. And so um, they told me that he was one of the uh, young employees. And I told him, I, uh, I, I thought, hey, well, maybe I can help him. And he was, well, he is not... Um, yeah, kind of at the beginning of his IT uh, career. And I thought maybe I can help him. So I just asked him if we 
would like to have a coffee with me. So we met and had a coffee and just talked about everything else but uh, IT. And I asked if he wanted to have another coffee. And soon uh, we had a weekly coffee meeting, half an hour. And um, of course, we talked about IT stuff and how he could develop uh, himself in IT uh, matters. And I really invested not that much. So I just told him how I see things and how the world works for me. And that's another point that which is very important for me. I don't know answers. I just have my own experience. So um, I can, uh, can only um, tell how things worked out for me. And yeah, it uh, became a really nice relationship between him uh, and me. And we have those regular meetings. I would not say that this is a mentoring. And um, it, it does not have to be. But it's just regular meetings. And maybe he's learning something. I think uh, that's the case. And I'm learning something from him too. Because he has the, um, the view on the IT, the view of someone who is fresh and sees things for the first time. And also does have other experiences, for example, with customers and with organizations. He, uh, Before he joined our company, he had um, very much experience with organizing events. And uh, this is always an interesting topic to talk uh, about with him. And also he's a musician. And that's something that totally uh, I, I cannot make music, sadly. And uh, I'm always talking about this with him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. You said something interesting. Um, or you said a lot of interesting things, but two things I, I picked up. Um, the last thing you, I picked up was, um, you're not sure if it's mentoring. You said it's a, it's a very nice relationship, but you're not sure if it's mentoring. Um, what would be different if it were, if it were mentoring in your, in your, uh, in your mind? Hmm. <laughs> a good question. Um, I don't have an exact answer. Um, Maybe uh, many people think that mentoring is some kind of um, organized thing so that you have uh, someone who says, yes, I am your mentor. And that is some kind of huge thing. And we have to um, get some kind of contract or agreement that uh, this is my you are my mentor and uh, you are my mentee or something that, uh, like that. Um, but that is not the case. That is exactly two times uh, the case uh, in my experience for me for me personally and um, I had around I think five or six mentors in my life and uh, actually now I'm having multiple mentors uh, for different areas of my life which is a great thing and maybe um, I answered this because this is some kind of relationship um, of self-improvement mm -hmm. on both sides Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. Um, the, the other thing uh, I had to, uh, I had to, uh, um, to smile about is um, when you said we just had coffee and we started talking. Um, I, I recently wrote an article um, for the for the Coffee Clutch on, on magazine, um, making the parallel between between dating and mentoring. And that was the answer to a, to a question I get very often after after some talks, um, which is always well, how how do I break the ice? How do I do I start 
asking someone for being my mentor. And, and my answer is always the same is you don't. <laughs> you start by getting coffee <laughs> or asking questions and starting to get the ball rolling and see if that uh, leads somewhere. And I find your, your example very, um, very uh, well illustrated with just getting coffee and saying, well, this wasn't so bad. Let's have another one in a week and then see where that goes. <laughs> and you haven't talked about mentoring with him um, uh, yet, or maybe you did. But uh, you haven't flagged or your relationship as as a mentoring relationship yet, and maybe you will never. But that's uh, that's, that's an interesting uh, way of, to put it. Oh. Yes, cool. yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, cool. um, yeah, and and maybe to close this this mentoring uh, uh, subject, uh, we we organized together at the Javelin uh, conference last year a mentoring um, a speed dating. Which was again getting people to uh, to speak with with another, uh, with one another, and this at a very high pace. We were we were not really sure how would that turn out to be to 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 work out, but I think it did it did great. The feedback was great. Um, yes, it was, and especially it was at the very very end of a very long conference day. So I, for my part, was very exhausted, and um, it's one of those great things um, in taking part in community events, I am very exhausted at the end of those days and um, don't have much energy, but somehow those events tend to energize me from minute to minute again so that I am able to really have a really long day. And uh, I think at this special occasion, the day was some... Yeah, it was 14 hours long or so. And uh, yes, it was a great event. And everyone, I think, in, in my, uh, as I saw it, everyone had fun. And everyone talked to at least, um, how many rounds were there? Five, five people. And I think that's a, a huge success. Yes, it was. It was. Um, I, I, might, I might submit that uh, this year again with a, a different uh, mm -hmm. different flavor. But uh, we'll see. It's, uh, it's work in progress. <laughs> um, um, I want to switch gears um, a little bit. Um, when you when you speak at conferences, um, you often speak about um, craftsmanship um, topics. I'm not sure if craftsmanship is the right word uh, anymore. Of crafters, maybe to make it uh, gender neutral. Um, crafters topics. Um, you mentioned um, previously the things you did with uh, with your mentoring group uh, about pair programming, code cutters, etc. Um, you also speak about clean code. You speak about um, did you speak about mob programming? I'm not sure you did. Um, but you speak about all these these topics, which are the, the the tools that we have on our tool belt to do our work um, every day. Why is it so important to you? <laughs> Actually, it isn't. <laughs> it's not. Okay. Um, but I noticed, yeah, it's it's not. It's uh, kind of when you are getting uh, up in the in the morning every day and uh, start running because you have to and not because it's uh, so much fun. <laughs> and um, it's like that with those topics you mentioned. I um, noticed that a lot of emphasis is placed upon very technical topics um, in the IT and. You can find books and you can find magazines and blogs and uh, talks about very, very technical and deep technical stuff. And um, because I'm learning Angular right now, which is new for me, I um, noticed that it's very, very easy to just um, solve technical problems by just Googling it. 
And if you don't Google it and you um, pay a bit of money and go to a workshop and then you kind of get to know a technical stack within a day or two or three. And that is not the problem. We have solved that. It's all searchable, it's researchable, and um, it's linkable. You you can um, kind of download technical information into your brain if you learned how to learn. And that is uh, the best thing to take away from uh, studying. But I noticed that um, the so-called soft skills, um, or as a professor of mine called it, the key skills, that is something that is often missing. But it's, in my opinion, the thing that really makes you successful in life and also in the projects with customers. So to give you an example, um, I think that some projects of mine have been successful. So projects in the sense with customers have been successful not only because my, I and my teammates um, have used technology to solve a problem, but the the most important thing was to talk to the customer and to understand his problem, to understand his priorities, and then to pick um, to pick the technical tools and solve the problem. And sometimes it's more important for a customer simply to be understood and simply to tell his problem and to um, have a, a simple prototype that solves 80% of his problems and the 20% that uh, this prototype is not solving would be the 80% of the costs. And so technical skill is not helping you in this situation. But what is helping you is to really make communication. Communication is my uh, most favorite word of all times. And uh, that, is, that is the real key skill, in, uh, in my opinion and in my experience uh, of life. If you somehow manage to communicate, then you are halfway winning. And uh, this is the reason, to come back to your question, um, this is the reason why I noticed um, a very, very uh, lot of topics which kind of um, yeah, are, are not known or are underrepresented in the literature and in blogs and in uh, conferences. So, for example, uh, coding cutters. Coding cutters is something you cannot sell to any software craftsman who is in the project for customers um, because... Yeah, the management quote management management is is okay and uh, no pun against management here, but um, of course uh, quote management want to earn money, and um, that is the goal of every company. And you seem to not earn money when you're doing a code cutter. So when you're solving an academic problem over and over again without selling something to any customer. So you're not making money, and so you're losing money, actually losing money because of the people you have to pay them. And um, this seems counterintuitive, but when you understand what this code cutter does with people, that um, maybe after a day of a code retreat, global day of code retreat, for example, in a few weeks, uh, it's coming around, uh, and it's it's there every year, and uh, it's a great idea to go to a global day of code retreat uh, every year and to practice the craft, as you said. Mm -hmm. And um, this one day, I uh, noticed very often because I um, I'm organizing code retreats myself uh, internally and externally in the company, and very often it's the small things. So a software developer says, "Hey." 
I'm, uh, I learned a new shortcut here in my IDE I didn't know before, or I learned a totally new IDE. And um, that will make him more productive um, for, for years to come. But he would not have learned that without this event. And um, this, is, this is hard to really understand. And uh, last sentence here to that topic. Um, of course, it's possible um, that you have the complete opposite. So that you visit a code retreat and absolutely learn nothing. Because uh, the people you pair with, they are beginners and juniors. And maybe you teach them a lot. But you yourself uh, don't learn anything. But what you always will learn is communication, because you always communicate with those people. And if the single little bit of skill you take away from this event is how to communicate something to a young developer, then uh, you are a winner. You uh, go out there as a winner because um, you are a more you are a better software craftsman even for your company because your company can um, can set you in a team of junior developers and you will teach your uh, your knowledge in a better way and that is that is great <clears throat> amen to that um I, i've heard <laughs> the, the, the term um uh, uh um how is that uh, catalyst skills instead of soft skills mm. i find the definition interesting um Which are really the skills that allow other skills to flourish. That's great. I have to note that. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was interested as well. I, I've been searching for 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 a replacement for soft skills for a while, but I think I'm not the only one. And I heard this uh, on a podcast the other day. Uh, I think it was interesting. I'll have to ponder that uh, that further. Um. Okay, so maybe maybe you understood you you answered the first uh, the first of the next question I wanted to ask you, which would be what is a good developer uh, nowadays. Um, I think it would have to do with communication, but is there more than this? <laughs> yes. Oh yes, yes. Um, communication is is very very important. However, um, you not a, a nicer way to say this, but you you have to want to do what you are doing. Um, so even if I'm a pro in communication and I'm entering IT because of the wrong reasons, maybe I heard uh, that you can get a lot of money there and, um, or maybe I'm already in IT and I'm a developer and I'm happy to uh, be a developer and then uh, something goes wrong in quotes um, and someone says, hey, you are making tons of money when you are entering project management and hey, you have been a developer for 10 years now. Um, how about make, uh, making some project management and then leaving the development zone and entering the management zone can also make you very, very unhappy. Um, not necessarily. Some people do that and they are happy with it and everything is all right. But I think focus is very important. So you have to, or at least my, uh, not, not uh, other people, but uh, what really works great for me is that I'm aware of what I want and what it costs because everything um, which is worth something uh, does, have, does come with the cost. So, um, for example, I am a developer because I love developing. I love going to communities, uh, to community events, and I love to engage in learning new te technology. But the cost 
is maybe to some when or maybe in a few years I'm kind of stuck uh, in my career because I'm just a developer and uh, maybe I'm I will not uh, earn uh, more money or will not be that um, highly regarded for what I am doing maybe I, I don't know um, but it's important to have an idea about what the decisions in life will cost you down the road. Mm -hmm. uh, then I will give you a, a teaser for for the one of the interviews that is coming uh, in the next uh, in the next uh, weeks for Dev Journey. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the guests who said um, um, it's time to take a chance. He said that that was his answer to my last question, uh, which is what what advice would you give the listeners? And he said, well, um, take a chance. There's, if you cannot do yeah. it as a developer right now in the industry we have and the, and the context we have, um, then we'll never do it. So take a chance. And maybe, you know, the, uh, the book, <laughs> The New Kingmakers. Have you read that one? Uh, no, no, actually not. It's a, it's a short book about um, the role software developers are playing in the industry right now. Uh, or not in the industry, mm -hmm. in the society. And we are really at a very, very special place. So, yeah, we're stuck uh -huh. at the developer, but uh, kind of very, very, very special and important place. So, uh, not that bad a place. It's kind of the... Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, I guess it's kind of this um, software is eating the world uh, meme, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Uh, if, you, if you had to hire someone, um, what would you be looking for in this person? Mm -hmm. I think I would, well, it, it depends on in which uh, position I would hire him or her. Mm. If it's a junior developer, then I would simply yeah, have a coffee and um, ask those questions we were talking about. So why do you want to be in the IT? Why do you want to work here? What is it that drives you, that really motivates you? And of course, um, it has to be some, there has to be some fun, fundamental knowledge of um, IT topics. So um, if someone's applying to be a developer, then I expect him to know um, at least one programming language and at least a handful of frameworks and toolkits. Um, that's, that's clear. But um, which is really important for me is the motivation. So what, what is it? And um, a nice situation would be in such a, a talk is when he or she really um, gets a glow uh, in their eyes and telling something which really um, interests them. So let's let's be at games. Yeah, I'm gaming a lot, and uh, games is really uh, games brought me together with my friends or form peer groups for me or stuff like that. And I want to be a game developer and to be a game developer, I have to, uh, know how the industry works or I have to, um, understand how making software works. And that is the reason why I'm here. And that is something I can totally relate to, uh, in the meaning that I can make uh, personal development with this person. So on the other hand, if someone is, uh, sitting, on the other side of the table and I'm asking, why are you here? And this person answers, well, I'm here because I don't know, um, there's free Coca-Cola here every day or so. Um, then this is not the motivation I'm searching for. That does not mean that I will not hire this person, but, um, it's, it's different. Mm -hmm. I see. I see. Yeah. It's, uh, 
it's the autonomy mastery purpose uh, uh, so it's the purpose part of the uh, of the um, motivation framework that's all right that's uh, right. what I'm looking but it's really hard to uh, to screen for that you really have to to listen to your guts and this is something that's kind of uh, bites you in the ass at some point but uh. oh yes it it can uh, and it's kind of easy to solve uh, by going to events by going to java user group events or com in general community events and conferences because someone who is willing to um to wake up early in the morning or first to to travel to another city to maybe um invest some of his uh, holiday uh, days uh, to travel to another city maybe to even pay money real money and um, stay up early in the morning and or, uh, wake up early in the morning and have a day full of talks and full of uh, coffee drinking and full of excitement and in the evening is able to have some really, really um, heated discussions about some technological uh, special feature or about a process uh, thing in IT, then this is, this is the person I want to hire. Mm-hmm. But then I have to uh, I have to be the uh, the devil's advocate and ask the question that's painful and I I'm struggling with this question as well. Um, how likely are you to create a monoculture with this? And how do you make sure that you also get the um, the the single uh, parent that is not able to travel to those conferences and um, that could still be be a very good developer but doesn't have time to uh, to to train outside of the job and do stuff like that um yes most likely i would not not uh, at least with this tool to, uh, in getting to conferences you are absolutely right that is why i'm not hiring people <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's probably on your journey somewhere um i i i yeah. did this mistake once and that's why i i'm so uh, interested in it um I hired a lot of people for, for one client and I realized down the line that I was following this pattern um, and we created a very interesting uh, monoculture that was, um, there was a very nice atmosphere and everything was working quite fine, but it is not the place I would have um, chosen to be if I had been uh, awake while doing this, if I had known this bias uh, beforehand. So it's... If I had to do it again, I would probably do it differently. And this is something I, I'm, yes. I'm, but I don't know how that's the problem. But no, no, mm. I'm, I'm growing as well. But <laughs> at least, yes, yes, that's the right, uh, that's the most important thing. You have that uh, insight. So all this investment of making, um, not so great decisions, um, is a good investment because you learn from it and then you can tell others that can learn from it and the world's getting better. So I'm a I'm a very optimistic person. <laughs> let's let's keep it this way. Let's keep it this way. So as an <laughs> optimistic person, um, what advice would you give the listeners um, if you had one advice that you could give to advance you in their journey? Which which would it be? Actually, I thought about that, uh, and I really don't have one advice because every person is so different, and what. And every situation is different. Every company is different. And uh, even if you are in another um, in another region of this earth, um, then there the situation is different. So it really, really depends. But um, 
being um, knowing that you are different and knowing that you can um, bring your special combination of skills and maybe anti-skills to the table. That uh, is really what makes every um, person strong in, in a given situation. So it's not one skill that um, is the key skill, the killer feature to know, and then you will be successful everywhere. But I think it's a combination of everything you can do or can't do and everything you want and don't want that um, really makes you special. And this combined with a great deal of uh, self-control and willpower and a lot of self-management that is maybe maybe that is one of the important things um get yourself under control and uh, this is very much then just one thing uh, which you asked for so yeah there are several things and you have to um, be aware of your situation and of your personality mm. and start from there <laughs> okay so let's start with introspecting then <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and I guess we're going to leave the listener with this. Um, we reached the end of our uh, time box. We are, we are all well over it, actually. Um, Stephen, what's, what's on your plate in the, in the next, uh, weeks and months? Uh, do you have things, um, that you want to, uh, to advertise? Well, um, I could advertise, uh, my own events, but uh, that would maybe lead to much, much more visitors for that events. And those events are uh, very, very, uh, there are not so many people there. And that is what drives those events. But anyhow, I'm organizing an event in a series of events, which is called Hack Talk. And this is a monthly event, which takes place in Brunswick and in Wolfsburg in Germany. And um, who wants can meet me there. And I am also doing a lot of uh, talks in the future, in the near future. And what this especially is, you can find out at my website, which is stevenschwenke.de and slash events, or you can click through. And that is all. Yes. Okay. <laughs> So um, we'll push the listeners over there. So this is also one uh, way to reach you, I guess, uh, over uh, .de. Um Are you active on Twitter? Can we find you on Twitter as well? Oh, yes. My Twitter handle is, yeah, uh, it's Steven Schwenke. Okay. <laughs> Not that uh, exciting, but easy to find. Okay. And I'll uh, add it to the, uh, to the show notes so that the Thanks. listeners can just click on it and go to it. Well, great. Um, a lot of great insights. Um, thank you very much. There's a lot of ponder to ponder in there. Tim, thanks for having me again. It was a great pleasure for me also. And it was very nice talking to you. And I'm looking forward to see you at one of those uh, awesome conferences. Oh, we will do. We will do. <laughs> well, then, <laughs> see you thanks. very soon. See you, Tim. Ciao. listener if you haven't subscribed yet you can find this podcast on itunes stitcher google music and much more and if you like what we do please help your fellow developers discover the podcast by rating it and writing a comment on those platforms thanks again and see you in two weeks